Grand, solemn, and dark was the whole landscape around. The gigantic pine forests on the pointed crags seemed almost like little tufts of heather, colored by the surrounding clouds. It began to snow, a cold wind blew, and roared as though it were seeking a bride. Ah, sighed he, were we only on the other side of the Alps, then we should have summer, and I could get my letters of credit cash. The anxiety I feel about them prevents me enjoying Switzerland, were I but on the other side. And so saying, he was on the other side in Italy, between Florence and Rome. Lake Thracemine, illumined by the evening sun, lay like flaming gold between the dark blue mountain ridges. Here, where Hannibal defeated Flaminius, the rivers now held each other in their green embraces. Lovely, half-naked children tended a herd of black swine beneath a group of fragrant laurel trees, hard by the roadside. Could we render this inimitable picture properly, then would everybody exclaim, Beautiful, unparalleled Italy! But neither the young divine said so, nor any of his grumbling companions in the coach of the Vetterino. The poisonous flies and gnats swarmed around by thousands. In vain, one waved myrtle branches about like mad. The audacious insect population did not cease to sting, nor was there a single person in the well-crammed carriage whose face was not swollen and sore from their ravenous bites. The poor horses, tortured almost to death, suffered most from this truly Egyptian plague. The flies alighted upon them in large, disgusting swarms, and if the coachman got down and scraped them off, hardly a minute elapsed before they were there again. The sun now set. A freezing cold, though of a short duration, pervaded the whole creation. It was like a horrid gust coming from a burial vault on a warm summer's day, but all around the mountains retained that wonderful green tone which we see in some old pictures, and which, should we not have seen a similar play of color in the south, we declare at once to be unnatural. It was a glorious prospect, but the stomach was empty, the body tired, all that the heart cared and longed for was a good night quarters. Yet how would they be? For these one looked much more anxiously than for the charms of nature, which every which wear were so profusely displayed. The road led through an olive grove, and here the solitary inn was situated. Ten or twelve crippled beggars had encamped outside. The healthiest of them resembled, to use an expression of Marriott's, hunger's eldest son when he had come of age. The others were either blind, had withered legs, and crept about on their hands, or withered arms and fingerless hands. It was the most wretched misery, dragged from amongst the filthiest rags. Excellenza, miserabili, sighed they, thrusting forth their deformed limbs to view. Even the hostess, with bare feet, uncombed hair, and dressed in a garment of doubtful color, received the guests grumblingly. 